What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Moose and Goose Raw, where we are talking. We're back. <laughs> Way to cut me off, bro. We're back. We're back. It's been quite a while. It seems like it seems like there's a little pattern there. Well, there's 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 a little bit of uh, well, look, story time though. Well, not for well, we had there's a COVID outbreak with everyone. Not that we got it. It was more more or less a scare. It, yeah. So, well, somebody in my house had gotten it. Yeah. So and then I had to quarantine. Quarantine, and then I thought I had it. Oh my god. And then I kind of stayed away for a little bit, and then we've been trying to start the other part of the show, the little mini series, high anxiety. But that person was exposed to it, so that's another week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> it's been it's a, a minute. A little bit of a, a little bit of COVID, COVID yarn ball here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. But we're back. Yes, hopefully for good now. With chapter six. Yes. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, the Just. Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, chapter six. Um, th- we just finished this. We finished listening to it. And it took way longer than expected. I think because they finally got into a point where it's like, oh, this is some good information. Yeah, and look, we, <laughs> we replayed some parts... <laughs> At least five or six times. <laughs> it's good info, you know. I think in the beginning oh, he just like repeated himself over and over, and now he's like, I, f- I feel like he does that with every chapter, but it's really to just kind of drill it into your into your mind. Yeah, and and the point that he's trying to just kind of get across. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, well, let's kind of get into it. This chapter was called. Wrong, you're wrong, 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 you're wrong about everything. <laughs> Literally, that's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't really write anything down for the beginning except for a little bit of a formula. I mean, he, he, essentially right off the rip, he's like, you're not right. Yeah. You're not always right. You're never going to always be right. So you might as well just drop that shit right then and there. And uh, he talks about, you know, growth being... You should always be wrong because that's where you're gonna start being. Yeah. Build the growth. Yeah, it's a, it's a pro like, it, it's a process of being wrong. Like once you know you're wrong, it's a process of becoming less wrong. Yeah. Because when you when you think you know everything, then you can't learn anything new. No, you can't. So you're it's stuck. So you might as well just be fucking wrong. And he's got a really good point. He talks about you know you know we used to think that the, earth, uh, the sun revolved around the earth. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we now know that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the formula is, well, how can we work on ourselves a little bit better? So growth equals being a little bit less wrong. Yeah. And what we value is our hypotheses. Yeah. Um, and then our actions are the experiments and our thoughts and emotions are the data of how we feel. Yeah. And it's, it's important to kind of chip away from that. It's just think of wrong being a, wrong. a big ass rock. You need, you want to chip away at it. Yeah, you want to get into the to down deep to get the crystals. Yeah, the rock, the, the, the diamonds, the man. Diamonds. That's right. Pressure but but you never want to run out of being wrong. Yeah. Because once that happens, then it's like what I just said. Where if you don't think you're wrong about anything, there's no way that you can grow and learn from it. Not so, at all. So you might as well keep the wrong around a little bit longer. I'm always wrong. I, I gotta say, I always make myself wrong. I also think sometimes, like, I think it's one thing to be wrong. 
And then there's sometimes yeah. there's like acknowledging yeah, it, that maybe I don't know. It's being self-aware that you're wrong. Yeah. And not like as being... opposed to thinking you're right, I guess you could say. Yeah. So like there's one one thing to classify yourself about of like, oh, I'm stupid, I'm wrong all the time. Well, stupid and wrong are two totally different things. True, that's just my own perspective of how I perceive wrong. Well, that well, that's wrong to think like that. So you might want to work on that. I'm gonna work on. Okay. Because <laughs> stupid uh, and wrong are, are not the same. No, and um, and that's just the the my my belief of what I've my perception of what wrong is. Okay. As I but, grew up, I internalized wrong as being I don't know things. I'm stupid. Not saying that that like yeah, I, yeah. I'm not accept like. That's just giving perspective on we all have our, our different perception of yeah. things. So, like, your version of wrong is like, oh, it's not right. Yeah. Me, I'm like, oh, I'm stupid. Yeah. But that's just an example. Yeah. Anyway. No, no, it's not an example. Well, it's an example because... But it's a true example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, 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 it's a true example. I was going to say. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> afraid of controlling our certainties. So... For my example of being wrong, yeah, and being stupid is, uh, by me saying that I'm stupid, I'm in control of my certainty. But if I'm not in control of my 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 certainty of my my intelligence, yeah, then how how can I don't know how can I actually say that I'm not intelligent? This this chapter in itself was a little hard. I won't lie. It. <laughs> It, it, it was, was a little difficult, but um, I kind of understand. The, con- the concept is easy. Yeah. Like, being wrong is okay. You need to be wrong. Yeah. But just kind of being more in-depth with it, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just a little confusing at times. It was a little confusing at times, um, but I kind of understand the idea of just being uncertain with yourself. Yeah, and and that's kind of like... That's the short end of it. It's yes. just if you're uncertain with yourself, th- that's perfectly fine. That's what you want to be. That's you want to be. That's uncertain. your goal. Yeah. Because the more uncertain you are, the more you have to work on, and the more growth that you have. So yeah. So if I'm certain that I'm not intelligent, quote unquote. Yeah. I should look at it and be like, well, how do I know? What am I basing that off? And you're also very in your own mind that okay, well, I'm certain of this, so. That can't be wrong. Right. So, which is wrong, <laughs> which is wrong <laughs> to think that you're always right and that you're certain of everything because in reality, you're you're most likely not certain. You can think you're certain, but you're really not. Right. And the way I would challenge that is to go out and experiment. Yeah. Like, I mean, it sounds really... S- <laughs> Here we go, man. Dude. It's a wormhole, dude. <laughs> But um, I would go out and just ask people, hey, do you think I'm smart? Do you think I'm intelligent? I mean, it sounds weird, but... That is very weird. It is weird, but how am I going to know? Yeah. I mean, unless, obviously, go out and take take tests as well. Sure. And then, you know, get the results, and then I can go, okay, well, I'm not, but where can I improve? Okay, but even if you were to take those tests and you were to score very highly... Yeah. Would you still think you're dumb? Probably. So then, <laughs> so then it doesn't really matter then at that it's point. It's true, yeah. All right, that's fair. But like, 
like you had brought up something. I think it's more down your page. You asked me a question. You paused the book and you asked me a question. I did. And what was that question? So we should go to a club. Oh no! I said I. I told you to list your uncertainties. Yeah, and then I said yeah. I can't. I think I wrote it on on this page actually. And you said why? I said because I'm uncertain about pretty much every fucking thing. And I was like, no way, man! You are certain about things. I'm like, there's really not though. There's a lot of certainties. But but let's what go, am I? Let's go to let's go to the club, man. No. Why? <laughs> Dude, I'm not. Why? Com- I don't like it. I'm not comfortable. But you're certain that you don't like it. No, I don't. But I've been in in situations like that before this is deriving from a certainty and a belief about yourself no <laughs> so you can't do that why but that's right that that's but, but the fact that i don't like big crowds i don't like being confined like you're that. wrong how am i wrong what value are you basing that off of what do you mean what hypothesis are you creating in your mind it's n- I'm not creating anything. You're like if I go out uh, because I'm I've been in that ang- situation before, and I have too, and it's uncomfortable, right? Yeah. So the idea is to break through that uncomfortable. So t- he talks about being comfortable in your uncertainties. So when you come across hardship or uncomfortabilities, you're comfortable in that setting, and it'll increase. It'll. It'll help you grow to be a better person. The best possible self. Your best All right, time out. I mean... This podcast goes fucking berserk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's off the rails right now. Super successful. Okay. Oh, I thought you were talking nah, about... No, no, no. Well, it's going to be. Right. When it gets to that point. Yes. Now you have to go to, um, like, a, a national podcast. Okay. Um, like a network. Convention. Okay. Or, or, or like, PAX or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. And now you're in a, f- a fucking crowd of people, and you don't like it. Yeah. Why not be uncertain now? Go, you know what? I'm actually not sure if I'll like that setting. Let me go do it. Then you get there, and you're like, you know what? It's not as bad as I actually thought of it. I was I was wrong in the beginning, but now I'm a little bit less wrong. I don't like it 100%, but I'm a little bit less wrong. I fucking hate you. No, you don't. <laughs> I love you too, man. That's Dude, that was, and look, not for nothing, we watched Night at the Roxbury last that night. That was okay. And, that's, <laughs> and that makes me want to go to a club a little bit. We gotta, bro. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm willing to, fuck, to, to do it at some me, point. For me, I don't want to go to the club because I'm a party animal and I like to go to the club. Yeah. For me, it's like a, I know. It's a challenge I had the, for me. I had the same mindset of like, I don't like the club. Yeah. Uh, it's not my scene because I always labeled it. I always judged it as, oh, these jock asshole dudes are yeah. are just going to the club to pick up girls, which uh, maybe that's true. I don't know. Well, it's mainly it's mainly true, but I created that. But and then you go, you go to the club and you're like, oh, well, maybe not. Maybe people actually are here just to have a good time. Maybe I'm the douchebag. Maybe. Asshole judging these guys, thinking that's how what and what you're supposed to do at the club. Y- yeah, sure. I mean. I'm wrong. Yeah. But how do I know I'm wrong? Uh, let me go. Let me just make sure I'm wrong. And sure. I'm not right. And then when I get there, I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit wrong. Now I'm a little bit less wrong. Yeah. I'm completely wrong. Maybe. Wrong. Maybe you're right, though. We should label this, this podcast wrong. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, <clears throat> you know, that that's, uh, yeah, I think we need to go to the club. Obviously, you're, you're see, little, you can't right now. See, yeah, right now. See, I don't know. I think I would much rather like a disco night. That'd be some fun shit. See, yeah, and and it's right. So when you hear club, you think you think of whatever you think of. Yeah, loud right? music, alcohol, just crowded people like guys trying too hard. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the that's the narrative that. I have seen, mm-hmm. not not in person, but like the narrative that like movies and TV shows give off. Yeah. So I I can't help but to base it on that because th- I don't have personal experience with it. True. So I mean, we'll get maybe, into we'll get into that a little bit more. I mean, maybe that's that's it's wrong of me to think like that because it's not a firsthand experience. Right. So I'm taking what whatever TV. Other people's experiences and movies are force feeding me. Yeah, into thinking. Well, they're, yeah. Well, they're jo- they're showing you the probably the general the general look of what a club is. Yeah. But there's so many different things out there that sure. we don't really know. Yeah. I'm sure there's a disco club. Do, I would do, like I would go to a, a disco club. Oh. A, or like a roller. It doesn't have to be a club. I say club, but I mean like let's just go out for go out for one night. Doesn't I mean, have to yeah. go. Doesn't have to be a bar. Doesn't have to be a club. We can go to the disco roller rink. You know, you after ten. You don't want to see me on the wheels, bro. I want to see you on the wheels. I've, I, I, that I, I can see I, you dropping into a split, dude. Okay, no, absolutely, dude. I was a menace on wheels back in the day. Were you? Yeah, I don't know if my ankles can handle it anymore though. I don't know that mine mine could either. I don't know, man. My my, sh- the bottom half of my body is very fragile. My ankles have been uh, twisting a lot lately. Twist? Oh, or like giving out. That's not good. I don't know what I. I don't know why. You gotta strengthen your ankle bones. <sighs> I gotta work on that. <laughs> but no, I was a menace on wheels. I used to rollerblade. <laughs> Same. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> what? I remember when I first got a, a set of rollerblades. I don't remember if it was in the summer I got them for or or for Christmas, and then I obviously had to wait. But you know what my driveway's like? Yeah, it goes down right into the garage. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm like, I would put the rollerblades on at the at the bottom of the garage. It's not like it's not like a stu- super steep garage, but it's it's probably about like a 45 degree. Angle. Yeah. So I put them on at the bottom of the garage, okay. and I would roll up the hill, okay, because I knew that rolling down the hill was a problem. <laughs> yeah. But then when I got to the top of the hill, I was like, uh oh, I gotta go back down. I gotta go back down. So and I didn't know how to stop. So I'm so wait, here. you had you had blades or skates? I had blades. So so the one one line of wheels. Yeah, the six line, the six wheel or five wheels, whatever. And it had the little stopper. What the, on the hell? Oh. Four, five or six. The hell kind of rollerblades you have? Five or six and one. And one. No, man, it's four. It's four. Yeah. I don't know, man. I was <laughs> I was like fucking eight years old. My man had training wheels on his skates. But it had the little st- the, the little brake. The stop on the back. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I was afraid of that because I I tried to do it once and I slipped and I just fucking fell back like I was on on a piece of some ice. So I was like, oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> so I start rolling down. I'm like, oh, let me just roll in. <laughs> fucking 
Let me hit the door. Let me just roll into the garage door. <laughs> and I'll just stop myself. Like, I can't be going that fast. Dude, I slammed so hard into this garage door. I swear to God, I had a fucking bruise on my arm for the next week. <laughs> oh, my it God. Was <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. That's, Good times, right? That's great. <laughs> Good that's, times. That's I still don't know how to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy. It's very easy. I can teach you one day. Okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I dude, I wrote some things down and I don't remember. Like I just did like, <laughs> like PowerPoint notes where like you're supposed to read the line, yeah, and then remember what it was. You know, it's I actually don't know. I wrote down the heart. I mean, actually, I do remember this one. <laughs> the hardships could be the most more motivating part of our lives. So yeah, he talks about being um like comfortable. Yeah. And says that, like, comfortable comfortability is, like, sometimes not the best thing for us. No, it's not. It's a crutch that people hold on to. Yeah, but some of our, our hardest and most emotional moments in our lives are the most motivating. Yeah, of course. You, you reflect back and you're like, you know what? Because I went through that. I'm a better person now. Yeah. So and that one, smarter. That stuck with me for a little bit. You're, you're gaining more information based on the experiences that you have, you've had. Yeah. So it's like... Like, of course it's going to help you. It's going to help you grow as a person. And not for nothing, uh, going through a heartbreak, and I feel like I talk about this all the time, but I think it's one of the most reflective things that you people can go through. Oh, 100%. Because what is the number one question you ask yourself when you're feeling heartbroken or not accepted? What did I do wrong? What is it? Yeah. Or why, what, why don't you love me or why don't you like me? Yeah, what is it about me? Yeah. You start asking yourself about yourself, and then you're like, you're kind of forced to be like, well, what is it? Yeah. And you start picking away the things that it could be. And then you're like, okay, well, I need to change that. Yeah. You know what? Let me change that. And like, I had this belief that I, I felt strongly about myself there, but I maybe I'm wrong, I guess. Let's change it. Yeah. So that's, that to me, I think is very powerful or just like not being accepted. But that can also go back to being the other person being insecure about themselves. Mm-hmm. Because you tend to put your insecurities on other people. That's true. And you can't do that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing because my dad is being dumb upstairs. <laughs> That's funny. I wish we caught that. <laughs> um, true, yeah. People definitely do put their insecurities on, on other people. Yeah. And I don't... It's not the right thing to do. It's your insecurities for a reason. You can't, yeah. you can't project that onto somebody else. That's true. And that's why he talks about being uncertain about people. Yeah. Because uncertainty allows you to accept people for who they are. Yeah. If you, if you look at someone and meet someone and you go, oh, that person's, that person's a douche. Yeah. Just by looking at them. Like... Why? Why do you think that? Why are you? Why are you so certain about that? Yeah. So, being and if you're, but if you're uncertain, you're like, oh, you know what? Let me get to know them. Yeah. I mean, like you're passing judgment on somebody when you know absolutely nothing about them. Mm-hmm. So. And I think we all do it unconsciously. I like this. Our brain. I, does I it. think the brain just immediately finds a flaw with that person and just associates them with that that person with that problem, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but the, your mind is capable of believing bullshit that isn't real. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all meaning-making machines. We are. Yeah.
All right. This was a, a fun part, actually, because I think we paused this section more times than the entire book. Yes. So <laughs> And honestly, I'll be completely honest, I don't know where I am in the notes. <laughs> That's okay. Dude, I, I am completely lost. It's fine, man. We're we're still on the second section of chapter one. Yeah, I don't I don't know where I started writing. That. Architects are our own our own beliefs, dude. I don't know. I don't know if this is the start where it says the brain is very imperfect. Oh, and, I don't know. And that it creates meaning. Yeah, that's where we are. Okay, so we create meaning, and the brain will continuously hold hold on to that meaning. Um. Which is more or less a biased meaning towards a lot of things. Yeah, he talked about a, a, an experiment that has literally no pro- pattern. Yeah. Where there's like... Um, You're pressing the buttons, man. I know. There's like a beeping that that's going off like randomly. Yeah. And But the people are sitting there and they're under the impression that they have to figure out what the sequence is. Yeah. To earn points. points. Yeah. So, like, they're pressing buttons, jumping up and down, doing cartwheels and stuff, and at the end of the, the experiment, they're, like, they think that they did the best, like, they figured yeah. it out, and they got a ton of points. First of all, let's be honest right now. If there's a test that requires me to do a cartwheel, I'm failing that test. <laughs> no, no. I'm failing that test. I used to be able to do a cartwheel. I, do you know I used to do gymnastics? Me and your sister did, did gymnastics together. I did too, man, but I wasn't as good as you, probably. Oh, wow, God. Somersaults, man. Do you remember those? Of course. Dude, come on. I was like, God. Bro. I don't know about that. I don't know, but all I know is that when I jumped in the foam pit, you know the, the claw machines yeah. at the arcades? Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do. <laughs> claw me out, baby. Just just, just go in and pick me up. It does scare me, dude. I almost suffocated one of those. Would you just kept sinking? I, dude, I, I guess I just jumped in, and I just got scared. I, got, I started like hyperventilating. I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> uh, this is it. This is the end of my life. This is the, I was like five years old, this is the end. Dude, I've only had that one time, and I, I, we're getting off topic, but I jumped in a pool, Mm -hmm. and there was this turtle floaty for like a baby, and I was not a baby. Okay. So, but I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily like super old either. Yeah. So I was probably like seven or eight. Okay. I remember this very vividly, and it's like, it's. The, the floaty for like a baby where it has like the little the little seat in it yep. and it has the two little leg holes. Yeah. So my dumb ass is sti- <laughs> sitting there I'm like I'm going to I'm going to jump right in there. No, dude. <laughs> dude, I shit you not. I go to jump into this thing and my foot gets caught on that middle part and I fall forward. And I'm trying to come up, and the turtle's head is fucking <laughs> kicking me under. So every time I would try to come up, the turtle's head's like, nope, you're going back down. Dude, I would have panicked. And I was, I was wigging out. Dude, I would have freaked. <laughs> I would have been like, this is, again, this is the end of my life. <laughs> that little turtle oh. fucking had it out for me, man. Oh, my God, dude, no way. It's like, you know what? We're going we're gonna to pay you back here. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. Oh it, karma God. caught up with me a little bit there. Jesus. No way, man. <laughs> oh, okay. And right then and there, I had... I'm a little sketchy on uh, pool floaties. Did you ever, did you ever drown? No. I've never <laughs> drowned, Corey. <laughs> I've, I've never drowned before. Excuse me, let me go drown real quick. And I'll come back and I'll tell you how I feel. No, I've never drowned before. <laughs> 
You're, you're just, you know, <laughs> going underwater and yeah, just fucking and you know breathing what, all and, the water. And, 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 no, I don't want to come up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I have not drowned ever. So, I mean, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> <laughs> I've never drowned either. Okay. Well, I mean, I wouldn't think so, but. <sighs> oh, okay. All right, let, we digress. Let's, let's get back to this. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, and that's where he talks about we make... We believe bullshit all the time. Of from course. Our, from ourselves. Yeah. And, and it's coming from the biased opinion of yourself. Yeah. Where you think you're you think you're the best at something. You're never wrong, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. Like, you're creating a narrative for yourself that, that you're not wrong. And that if you're not wrong, you can't grow from that. Yeah, and he says <clears> that he goes over the meaning of, of meaning... And he says uh, it's it's the association our brain makes between two or more experiences. Yeah. So as we're developing, developing, and I think about this all the time. <clears throat> as we're developing, there's people in our lives that are telling us and teaching us things that we don't really know if it's true or not. We're yeah. just taking their word into consideration because they're an adult authority. So we believe exactly. We believe what we're told. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I work with kids and I see it every day where they're like, they just think we're these amazing beings because we know all of these crazy things. Yeah. when And that's why I feel so good about kids because... <laughs> and yet you don't want to have kids of your own. I don't want kids, no. But I'm you're going to have kids. Uh, right. Sure. Digress. Yes. Right, anyway. <clears throat> but because they're like, they're like, oh, like they ask you a question and you know the answer to it because it's such a simple question yeah. about life that when you get older, you're like, oh... People don't actually, it's like, the people, elderly people aren't really as smart as we think they are. They're just, yeah, they have just life because experience. Because at, at that that stage, they don't really know much. They don't know a lot. So, <laughs> so when we have one, we have two or more experiences, we associate with that experience and we believe that meaning. Yeah. So, and our brain is always trying to solve problems. We literally problem solve for our own worries. Yeah. For our for us to feel better. Exactly. Like, when you worry, what, like, what do you... You're trying to find a solution to that worry. Of course. Because you, you have to like the feeling of worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's... that. He doesn't talk about... I wrote that down because... <clears throat> my favorite question these days is how. Okay. How I was dumb as shit. And I tried to get in that turtle floaty. That's how, <laughs> that's, that's how I almost died. <laughs> How am I going to stop on these rollerblades? <laughs> I found a solution. You know what? It, but that's the thing. It is a solution. Mm -hmm. It's one solution. It doesn't... Every problem is not met with just one solution. Yeah. It's different solutions that your brain can make up to get you past that problem. And that's why it's important to be uncertain. You have to. When you ask yourself how, and your brain goes, oh... Run into a garage door. You go, okay, let's try it. What's the worst that can happen if I run into this garage door? I get a concussion and go into a coma. Okay, well, <laughs> I wasn't going that. I wasn't going that far. But. I was eight. I didn't know what a, a coma was. Hopefully, I had a helmet on. I don't remember. I think uh, I, I. First of all, probably, ri riding a bike and rollerblading back in the day, you were a dweeb if you wore a helmet. I do. You were not I do cool. agree with that, man. That you was were a not thing. cool. That was a thing. And then I'm pretty sure I had a helmet on because I 
I had some kind of uh, idea <laughs> that running into the garage was not a brilliant <laughs> idea, but it was the only way I knew how to stop. I was having fun, man. Hey, that's all that fucking matters, man. I was like, well, let me put a helmet on just <laughs> and <laughs> just in case. and like the, the times that I did wear a helmet, I was so rebellious that I wouldn't buckle it. Oh yeah, under my chin. You're so I would, cool I would too. let the, the two straps just hang down when I'm pedaling yeah. along. It's like, oh, mom, 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 and dad's like, wear your helmet. You get to the park, you take. Yeah. It. First of all, the rollerblades. I never wore a helmet for that. That's for sure. Because oh. I used to play roller hockey all the time. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, I did. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Did you know or did you not know? Which one is it? I feel like I. I know, but I don't know. I didn't play roller hockey in, like, a rec league. I played it on my street with a bunch of kids on my block. You thought you were rocket power. No. No, because they do shit that's unrealistic. Come on. Like what? Did Have you not seen when they mountain board down the side of Mount Kilimanjaro? That's real. Yeah. For them. And they're, they're eight. And they're doing that stuff. That's real. I understand that. I'm sure eight-year-olds do that all the time. On TV, they do. I think you could have done it. Back to the to the, <laughs> to the title of the fucking chapter. Wrong. I cannot do that. And I'm safe to and say. And you're certain? And I'm certain of that. Are you? Yes. Have you tried it? No. Uh, Don't start this shit. Because I used to have a skateboard. Oh, I love skateboarding. Oh, yeah. Do you? I do. Me versus gravity? Bad. <laughs> Mortal enemies. Is that coming from one or one or more experiences? Let me tell you something. Our friend Mike, who, yeah, who's a co-host on the show, yeah, he his driveway is pretty steep. Yeah, it steeper is. than yours. Uh, could you imagine rollerblading into his garage? Jesus Christ! But in the winter, here in Dirty Jersey, mm-hmm. it gets kind of brutal at times. Yeah, it's cold, and it snows, mm-hmm. and ice is over, mm-hmm. and like I said, gravity ain't my friend. Mm-hmm. So Mike's Mike's driveway gets super slippery in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I learned out the I learned that the hard Did way. Did you ever slide into the garage? No. You just lose balance and uh, first of all, if you've seen me, I'm a big human being. I'm Compared to big. me, yeah. <clears throat> yes, I'm pretty big. Compared to me, absolutely. I'm wide. And look, I'm hefty. Yeah. I and, and, uh, I like to think that my balance is actually kind of good. You're agile. I am. You're quick. But like I don't have the I don't have the stamina. Mm-hmm. I, I get short little bursts. Yeah. This night, man, I'm telling you. Was it bad? I fucking busted my ass Did so bad. you have bad. a bruise? My ass cheeks was hurt for days. Oh. <laughs> That's one thing. Because well. at the time, my friend was like, okay, I need to hold on to you going down this hill. Oh. And I said, I'm like, That's not a smart idea. Because my old nemesis can show up, <laughs> gravity. And he's gonna f- he's gonna <laughs> fuck this up. Lo and behold, grabbed onto my arm. <laughs> I'm not even joking, Corey. Three seconds later, both of us on our ass. I'm like, I told you not to touch me. I need concentration, <laughs> and I was certain of that. <laughs> dude, whenever time, every time I go like ice skating or something, I, dude. When was I got- the last time you went ice skating? <sighs> because the last time I went ice skating. Bust my leg up bad. Did you? Dude, I went in California with my friend. California? Yeah. It was indoor. Oh, indoors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? It was probably about a year or two ago. Yeah. This was probably 2016, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. 
and skating around the boards because, again, at that point, my ankles are still not good. Mm. So going around the boards nice and slow, and I get to the other side of the rink, and there's a divot in the ice, oh. and it was deep too. And the skates I had on had the toe pick in the front. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like how you stop and everything. Mm-hmm. You don't know what I'm I'm not judging you. That's okay. That's what they gave me. Yeah. Continue. Why are you making that Nothing. face? Nothing. No, no reason. <laughs> yes, you are. Whatever. So, lo and behold, I get to that part of the ice. Yeah. Toe pick goes right in the divot. That's it. Bust my knee. Dude. Done and over you with. Didn't for fall the rest properly. Of the day. What do you mean I didn't fall properly? How do you want me to fall? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Three rules. Okay. Head never hits. Okay. Fingertips, two elbows. What the hell does that mean? No hips. I don't... First of all, the last two rules, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Finger, you land on your on you, your fingertips and your elbows. Oh, okay. So I'm going to snap my arm, is what you're saying. No. Oh. No. Oh. If you land on your elbow, absolutely. If you land like this... So, with my arms down? Yeah. Okay, so say arms down, not... not Fingertips to elbows, though, because you can't, you can't do one hand. You can't do one hand for, where you first break of the all, wrist. Nobody's falling like that. Everybody should fall like that. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Nobody falls like that. I do. No, wrong. No, you don't. I do. So you fall over, you're like, ah, ah, let me land like this. Exactly. No way. I swear to God. Whatever. We're getting way off topic. That's what we teach the kids. But I busted my knee up bad. I'm sure you did. So That's why your knee is the way it is. No, my knees are... No, it's not that one. It's both of them, actually. Does your shin hurt? Yeah, stop. What is wrong with you? I don't know. Anyway, let's get you. But my knees are bad for football and everything like that, so... Um, I don't remember where we were here. uh, We were just talking about how our worries control our our problems, solve our worries. Oh, okay. And then... um, um, Worries. I don't. I don't I honestly, I don't know what I wrote. I wrote worries <laughs> to control and understand the environment around us. I don't know. Um. I don't know. Anyway, so okay. It says the brain. Co- the brain is constantly moving and working, and making associations so it helps control the environment around us. Oh yeah. So I said our worries are. Con- Nope. You know what? I can't even uh, pretend like I know what I wrote. <laughs> yeah, so so saying the brain is constantly working in association, like we said, it's making two or more experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, control, it's trying to control the environment around you to kind of gather information, kind of solve the problem at hand or whatever it may be. Um... That's really all the brain does. Yeah. It just tries to control everything that's going on so we we don't... But in the end, in. you can't. You I can't know, control everything. Things are out of your control. <laughs> things. So, our experience... Oh, all of our experiences are internal or external? In- yeah, essentially. Okay. We have... Our brains are flawed. Of course they are. So flawed. Because they tell... Because they're, they're keeping you alive... They're, they're telling you things that are going to make you feel safe. I felt so strongly that <clears throat> he was talking about me. <laughs> I actually felt good. Oh, yeah? It made me feel good about myself. Well, that's good. Because he said that our brains are in, imperfect. Uh, well, they are. And we forget things and misinterpret things. And, dude, that's like my daily life. <laughs> I was like, so I'm okay. 
Yeah, you're chilling. I'm all right. <clears throat> and and he he reiterates the fact that you're not you shouldn't consider yourself special or unique. Oh yeah. And that you're not. Y- your problems are not special in the slightest. There's other people that are dealing with the same thing you are. Yeah, and he talks about uh, um once we, uh, uh, again, he just kind of repeats himself. I know. He, what it is is He's like I said. He's hammering the point home. He's hammering home mm-hmm. the point of of uncertainty and being wrong and everything. But he words it differently each time. So I don't know if he's trying to help you understand it more or make or different aspects of it, or just like speaking to all of the audiences that are listening. Sure. Because he says once meeting is made, our brains hold on to that meeting. Yeah. That's the same. I mean, I, I guess it's not the same, but like once you experience something twice. You're going to hold, like, you you hold that meaning. Yeah, and the more you embrace the uncertainty and not knowing, the more comfortable you are with being uncertain. And we hold pride in our meaning. Yeah, I mean, of course you you Out of everyone I know, you hold the most pride in yourself, which is good. It's good, but it's wrong. I'm just kidding about the wrong. You have so much pride in your yourself and your beliefs it's actually inspiring yeah but that doesn't mean that they can't be wrong i'm not saying yeah no i agree with you that they could be wrong but i think because like this book itself yeah doesn't have to be the holy bible no you know what i mean and look not for nothing as long as we're on bibles real quick the inauguration was the other day (laughs) dude when they get sworn into office they put their hand on the bible I don't know what the fuck this book was. That's a wizard sorcery. Book. It's not a Bible. There's no way. Unless they have the Bible written 18 times in 18 different languages. Because th- what is that? Thing was, it was massive. For, for, for Zombies fans, it looked like the Cronorium. It was. That That's what it looked like. It had latches on it. It had... I, what is that? Somebody out there knows what that book is? That holy Bible? Is that the holiest of Bibles? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the holiest of all of them? That's that's the. Is one, that man. King Bible? I don't know. Or is that the God Bible? Because I don't know what the hell's going Wouldn't on. They there. all be God's Bible. <laughs> no, no, the God of all Bibles. Like, oh, oh, not God. Like I know I worded God's Bible, but that's the God Bible. Man, we can create a whole fucking <laughs> book about that. Let's not go into that. <clears throat> um. So you totally fucking threw me off. There. I'm sorry. No, all good, all good. I, I got it back. Um, but like, so this this book itself does not have to be like something that you necessarily agree with and follow. It's exactly. Ju- it is. It is just a book. And, and if it, anything, he would probably encourage us to be wrong, like uncertain about the book. Of course, because again, this is coming from his perspective. Yeah. Of life and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just pointing out. The different ways of thinking and and ways that you can better yourself. He's telling you the harsh reality of a lot of things in the book. Oh yeah, and that's stuff that most people don't really understand. So that's what he's saying. He's saying, yeah, you 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 could be wrong, but you could be right in some aspects. Uh, absolutely, it, it, it's up to your interpretation of how you how you see the book fit. Exactly, and how you can apply it to your life that makes sense. Exactly. And, you know, he he doesn't necessarily say be wrong all the time. 
Yeah. But he talks about like being wrong and how could you do things that are wrong and then be a little bit less wrong. Yeah. How can you make yourself be a little bit better each day? No matter how right you think you are. Wrong. You're you're wrong. wrong. You're you're wrong in itself right then and there thinking that you're right all the time. Wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> and you can't learn without not knowing something. You, you you need to not know something in order for you to learn. At what point do you find yourself being like, you know what, I know, maybe I'm not certain about that. Like, do you question your certainties? Like, uh, like Yeah. Because, like, you're pretty, like I said, you're pretty, you take a lot of pride in, like... I'm thick-headed. I don't want to say... Mm, I, d- I don't really admit opinion, when I'm wrong. And not in, I'm not thinking of it in a negative aspect, but like you will fully take, like you'll wholeheartedly believe in something, even yeah. if you don't know it. Example: a couple of the, like couple of the the friendly bets we made last night. Yeah, you like still behind your guy 100. percent Even if you were f- like feeling, I got to, I got to, man. <laughs> But that that's more or less, like, the bets last night, that's more or less just for fun. Of course, but there's probably some things in life as well. As like, like, I'll reflect on my day and I'll be like, well, okay, well, I was pretty certain about that. Yeah. And then it turned out not to be what I thought it was. Where could have I actually thought of that scenario in a way where I was uncertain and it could have gone differently? Sure. I... For me, I... Where does that, like, derive from for you? Like, where does that stem from? For me, it's insecurities. Um... I don't like being told what I can and can't do. Like, you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm like, okay, that's your opinion, I respect it. But watch me when I do it. Because when I do complete it, you're gonna look, you're gonna look dumb. So I don't know if it's out of spite mm-hmm. for that person. Yeah. Um, or maybe I'm just, I'm more or less betting on myself because I know what I'm capable of. That's why you can't go to the club. I mean, no. You can't go to the club. But see, you're doing that to egg me on. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> but I'm talking more or less like things in life that I can't do. Right. Like, oh, no, you can't make money doing this. You can't make money. I'm like, okay. If that's how you feel, fine. But when I come home and I slap a check on the fucking table, I don't want to hear you anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, stuff like that. different. So it's like, I take pride in the work that I do because this is what I feel like I'm meant to do. If that makes sense. No, yeah, you, you've, you've embodied what you want to do. And he, and he talks about it later on in the chapter where... Would I rather make a lot of money doing something I don't like or make less money doing something I do like? Mm-hmm. I mean... That's a big thing in this uh, this generation right now. And, and that's... Like, I feel like the generation now is very safe. I feel like they'll just settle for a job just because they're making a, a good salary. I'm like, okay, fine. If that's what you need to do as a person, mm. I'm all for it. Look, if you have a family, if you don't have a family, if you want to just purely make money... Go for it. I have no qualms about that. You make your money. You you secure the bag however you see fit. But for me, I can't do that. I can't sit in, a, in an office looking in front of numbers all day. 
I can't. I I refuse that. I refuse. Because I can't. That's not how I want to live. Yeah. Like if I have to sacrifice a couple years of of money, then fine. I'm not in financial debt at all, really, except my credit card after Christmas. But, <laughs> but at the same time, I can't bring myself. That's why I quit a lot of my jobs because I don't. It's, I don't feel appreciated, which is a big thing for me. There's chaos everywhere, and it's because I feel like I'm wasting my time here. Yeah, I'm wasting my time doing meaningless work, put taking boxes off a truck and putting them on a conveyor belt. To me, is not productive at all. Yeah, in my life, it's not doing anything to push me forward. The only thing it's doing is growing my bank account. Right. Which again, it's not a bad thing, but at the same time. I'm willing to make the sacrifice of not having a paycheck to do something that I want to do and that I could possibly make money down the line. Right. And I think a lot of a lot of people right now are are doing I, I watched a TikTok and it was like uh it was like, hey there's a guy who was like, Oh, I'm gonna go I wanna be happy in what I wanna do and then he like played a different role of like a a, a older person or a parent was like oh so you're lazy and he that was has, like that has nothing to do with it yeah and he was like oh so you uh, he was like so at what point did i say that by me doing a job that i really enjoy equate to laziness exactly oh you're lazy <laughs> and but he had a really good point of like he can still do what he really wants to do, be happy and make a lot of money absolutely and then uh even better point he was like oh so i'm lazy but you just got finished watching six hours of TV exactly. after after a job that you hate working. Yeah. Oh, you're lazy. Like um, it doesn't make sense. No. Because th- a lot of old people nowadays, like in their sixties and seventies, they grew up in a different time than we did, where you had to work hard labor jobs. Really. Yeah, that's that's and, what was available. And now a lot of it's technology based, where mm-hmm. you do sit in front of a computer screen for six to ten hours a day. And when I get called lazy, I'm like. That's fine if you call me lazy. I just sat in front of a computer screen for 11 hours trying to build myself, trying to build my brand. Yeah. So if you want to call that lazy, fine. I don't care. Right. But I know that I'm putting in the work that I need to put in. Yeah. And I'm not going to stop because somebody called me a slob or lazy or whatever. Far from a slob. But that's that's the truth. Like you can you sit there and call me lazy. I don't care. Yeah, no. But you also don't see the amount of work and hours that I'm putting in to trying to build myself for however long I've been doing this for. And it's equally something that you enjoy doing. Exactly. So why would I not want to do that? I'm putting. I'm trying to master the craft that I'm in. Yeah. So why not? It's all practice. Exactly. Um. So to kind of wrap that up is just be be comfortable with your uncertainties. Yeah, it's just. I saw another thing was like, um, if you're, uh, if somebody says that what you're doing is wrong or oh, this is actually in a different book. <laughs> if if somebody disagreed with what you were doing, chances are you're onto something. Because it's not to the the norm. It's exactly, not the, the it's different. Because if you look back, all of the big changes that happen in the world, it's not just like, oh, that's a great idea, let's change it. They're yeah. like, they're like, no, it's because that's they terrible. S- they stepped out of the box. They exactly. did something their own way. Yep. And and like, people don't like that, but no. they also like to be a part of change. Sure. So it, it's crazy. That is definitely. I just crazy. I can't. 
I can't stand to s- tell someone they can't do something. Yeah, I don't either. I, don't I try. Like I try to eliminate that. Yeah, but like, there's some instances where you just, but the, you're, you're physically unable to do it. Yeah, and that, but that also comes back to ex- accepting that you can't do it. That you can't do it, right? So there's one thing of saying, "Oh, I can't do that," and you haven't done it at all. Exactly. And there's another thing that of, of you've done it before, and you're like, "Okay, now I have to actually." You know, I can't have this facade that I'm really good at something. Yeah. Well, good example is, dude, video games. Dude, I'm people, okay at video games. Yeah. People I've accepted that I'm not that great at video games. <laughs> I mean, certain video games you're good at, but but that's knowing yourself. Like, yeah. There are games that I excel in, Yeah. but there are also games where, okay, maybe I'm not that good. Let's do some parkour <laughs> challenges. No, I'm good. <laughs> I see. I, you don't understand how badly I twisted my ankle. Okay, here we go. <laughs> First of all, that that's a thing that I would stop at nothing to beat Zach at. What? Video games? No, that that parkour thing. I would stop at nothing to to beat it. So why why but you quit on the first day? No, see, I was no, tired no. and I you twisted quit my ankle within the first 2 minutes on level easy. Okay. Let's let's get back to the topic at hand. Okay. Of uncertainty. Yeah. Let's not go into okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I sprained my fucking ankle. I so uh, we're not getting into it. No oh, excuses. Okay. No excuses. No excuses. No limits. <clears throat> so how do we be uncertain with ourselves? So here's a little certainty exercise that okay. I put together. Okay. Actually, I just wrote it. Okay. In my notes, took it from his book. Okay. And made it simple. So hit me. You problem wrote- solving. Okay. Okay. Number one. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Problem solving and admitting our beliefs are flawed. Yes. And they're wrong. Just wrong altogether. Okay, so like become uncertain with your values that you currently have. Yeah. Question them. And kind of just... So he says, see how your values don't fit yeah. within the world. They're they're incomplete values. They're, they're imperfect. Yeah. It's, it's not... It's not necessarily right in the grand scheme of things, but that maybe they're right for you. But maybe they're maybe they're not right for you, and maybe you're just holding on to that just because you feel like that's your that's your image, that's the self image that you're putting out there. Yep. So you got to learn to kind of question and kind of like compete with that and see what's going to work and what's not going to work. Um. So number one. Question your values. Be uncertain about those. See how yes. they don't fit in the world. Uh, number two is ask the question of um, ask ask yourself questions like uh, why do I feel this way? Yeah, you, th- that is the one thing I can honestly say is to have an honest conversation about you, your values, and your life in general, and the decisions that you make. And that's just the like the beginning because. Like, yeah, I actually ask myself that all the time, and it's it's really hard to have two perspectives of that situation. Like, why do I feel that way? Yeah, because you know you're gonna get it. There's two conversations you can say, "Oh, because that person was a jerk and they were mean to me." Yeah, or you can go because I was insecure about this. Exactly. There's a two different values. You can't put your blame on someone else. No, that's that's the worst thing you can do. The because, way you feel. because. By you doing that, 
you're you're rewarding yourself with no fault at all. Exactly, you're victimizing and being entitled. <clears throat> yeah, um, and you you sh- you can't do that. You need to take responsibility for your actions and your values and everything in your life that you can control. That was deep. You said that with power. Thank you. I think I felt that in my soul. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <clears throat> okay. That went right through me. Yeah. And he also at the end of this part. Before the the law of avoidance. We'll get there. Yeah. He says, our own ignorance is greater than us all. So, I don't really know how to really interpret that. I don't know. There there were some parts where I was, I understood what he was saying, but I couldn't internalize it. Yeah. And I think I, sometimes, oftentimes not, when that happens later on in my life something happens where i'm like oh that's what it meant it's like a mm-hmm. like a, i'm like wow okay now i get it yeah um so problem solving be uncertain about your values yes ask the questions of why okay right don't judge yourself yeah right but right don't judge yourself but ask yourself okay ask the question yeah. But don't judge yourself. And then the next one is, what does it mean about you? If I'm like, what does it mean about me if I'm wrong? And yeah. that one, I that one, I had like, I always struggled with. So it's like, if you're wrong about something, it doesn't mean that you're dumb. It doesn't mean that you're uneducated. It's just you're wrong. It, it's fine. Like you have you have mi- like misleading information. Yeah. Or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And. Some people tend to judge themselves like you do where you call yourself stupid. Yeah. When in reality, you're not stupid. You're just misinformed. Mm-hmm. Or you just don't know as much information on the topic at hand. That yeah. doesn't make your, make you stupid. Because by that logic, I'm, f- I'm dumb. <laughs> then I'm real dumb. Because there's a lot of things in this life that I don't know. And I don't claim to know. Yeah. Astrophysics? Go ahead, Corey. What does it mean? Astro. Astrophysics. What does it mean? I don't know. Okay, so now you're dumb. I'm dumb. Do you know? No, of course not. Oh, I'm dumb too. All right. Well, I know what I'm doing when I get home. <laughs> Astrophysics. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. So, and those are like three really good. Those are the three steps that I I thought were pretty valuable from this. From yeah. This chapter was kind of how to solve the problem because he talks a lot about like you know what it is, what you notice. Yeah. Um, but the more important stuff is like, how, what do we fix? Um, so those are the three main questions that I got, but he talked about Mason's law. Not Cole's law. That's not Cole's law, man. (laughs) Cole's law is delicious, by the way. It's pretty, I only like it like an ice cold temperature though. Like, like the Cole's law is actually cold or like it's cold outside? No, (laughs) the Cole's law is actually cold. Oh, okay. (laughs) That was a good question though. (laughs) I didn't know what you meant. No, but that's crazy. <laughs> the perspective on it. Um, what is Mason's Law? Ma- Manson's. Was it Mason- Manson's Law? Mansion's Law? Mansion? I don't know. I didn't write that. Oh. I, I, had, I oh, joined in when it? he... No. Oh, I wrote I, it. I joined in when he said the law of avoidance. Oh, okay. Well, Manson's Law is... Um, Marilyn Manson? No. <laughs> Okay. Come on, man. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. but it, it all it is, is the the more that something threatens your identity, the more you'll avoid it. So the more that you're like, the more that it, 
Oh, no, I did write that. The more that it's, you <clears throat> judge yourself about something, the yeah. more you're <clears throat> going to avoid it. Yeah. Right, and I guess you could... It's a kind of a poor term, but, like, theft. Yeah. You're going to avoid theft because it challenges the person you've created yourself to be. Yeah. But when in reality, when you see some people stealing things, right, they might... They're, they might not be stealing it for the fun of it. Yeah. They could be stealing because they actually need the food for their family because they can't afford exactly the food, which is a different value from what you're basing it off of. Yeah, you're basing it off all oh, that that's that a bad per- person. That's a shitty person. Yeah. But you don't really know what's going on in their life. Yeah, the more someone or something threatens your identity, the more you'll you'll tend to avoid it. Yeah. And I also wrote success and failure <sighs> threatens your identity. They do. Because it challenges the the ideal or the idea that we have of ourselves. Of course. That's why people... So people are scared to succeed because all of a sudden there's a new responsibility that you have. And plus you're making more money. Yeah. For the most part. And it and there's, a, there's an identity or, or like a paradigm shift in your brain where you're like, okay, now I actually have to, I have to be somebody that I've never thought I... Had to be. Yeah, or I once was. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's why people avoid failure, too. Yeah, it's because it's not who they accurately represent themselves as. I can tell you, majority of the world does not go on with failure. Okay, maybe maybe actually a lot of the people do that. I would, uh, I would think more people would lean towards the other way, mm-hmm. of I'm not a failure. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I would like to think that. I, w- I don't know, because I, I feel like it's like a... a onward trend of people okay so so you sit across the table right now you think you're a failure do i think i'm a failure yes i think i've failed at many things that's not the question overall do you think you're a failure in this life no okay no okay i think i've failed many times though of course everyone's gonna fail but i think my failures have led me to be as successful in my my own mind that I am. Sure, exactly. And it's all about how we measure our success. Be- because you also you also took your failures, and you learned from them, and you grew from them. Yeah. To make you into a better person. Right. So, th- so that's the point he's making. Is be that a failure, guys? <laughs> no, but fail. But be okay with failing. But don't yes. take it. Don't ju- don't can, judge yourself on yeah, that don't, failure. Yeah. Don't don't. You can judge yourself to a certain extent. You, yeah, you but can't you can't let it warp your whole perception on yourself. You have to learn to accept the failure and then learn from that and grow from that and and learn how to adapt and evolve and and better yourself and the people around you. Versus going, oh, I failed. That's the end of it. That's it. It's over. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore, dude. Exactly. You you have to learn how to how to accept it. I think I think my failure and my ability to, to do things have definitely progressed. Like, I used to take failure so personal. I think a lot of people take it personal. Because it's something they want to succeed at and they didn't think that they would fail at it. Yeah. So it's like, at the same time, it's like, oh, I didn't want to, this is something I really didn't want to fail at. So, you know, I'm just going to harp on this idea that I failed at it and I can never do it again or I can't do it differently. When in reality, if you fail at something, there's always something that you can do to fix it. Yeah, or just you, get better. You or just, just gotta figure it try out. Try again. Yeah. Maybe don't rollerblade into the garage. 
I it mean, was a successful attempt. Look, you got down. I know. And you didn't get hurt. You next had, time it was, how can I do it without getting hurt? Maybe, maybe you should open the garage door next time, then. Oh, then I'll fly right into the car. Oh, the car's in there. Yeah. Mm-mm. But you have two doors on the garage. My dad has uh, an old car in the garage. Yeah. Well, and then well, he... The vet is your brother's, right? Well, that wasn't there at the time. True. But, um... But he, my dad had uh, an older car. I actually don't know if there was a uh, a car in the, in the garage. There was a lot of shit, though. It was yeah. Lot, it, was, it was probably more dangerous to ride into the garage. Probably. Than, now that I think about it. <laughs> who knows what I'm going to fall on. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, he talks about... What, so, when he says, challenge your values, um, I wrote down, who am I? And this is something I've asked myself many times. Yeah, I wrote down a couple things. Um, one of them is, I would like to say that I'm pretty giving. I think I'm caring. I think I'm a, a good boy. I think I take the good boy route of, of life. You dog? <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, what I mean by a good boy is, like, like I'll do the things I'm told. Yeah. And... <clears throat> You're not a rebel. No, I'm, I'm really not. And... Uh, but you're at the point in your life where nobody can really tell you what to do. Yeah, sure. Aside from maybe your boss at work, but yeah. outside of work. But even that, he's like, I trust that you guys are going to do what you're supposed to do. So it's like. <laughs> um, and for me, I would have to kill off those values and that identity of who I am. Sure. And I might have to do some rebelly stuff and that is that's uncomfortable for me of course so uncomfortable because it's not somebody that you are because i'm certain i'm a quote-unquote good Good person yeah and that's only my judgment yeah i don't know and that's the judgment you're putting on yourself yeah so when i am challenged with like that was a shitty thing to do i'm only basing that off my judgment yeah some people might look at it and be like no, you stood up for yourself. You should do that. Yeah. And so you need to have that real conversation. The one time, I felt so so bad. Why? Because the way that I was brought up was respect and everything like that. Yeah. And the way that my mom really has brought me up was I feel like the right way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the the ideas and stuff I kind of got from her. Yeah. So, the one night. We were in, uh, it was me and a bunch of friends. We were in Dave and Buster's. Mm-hmm. And we were waiting for this, f- I was waiting for this game to become open. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So the people left. It was this this woman, her kid, and I guess the husband. Yeah. They left the card that you need to swipe to play the games. Yep. They left it there. And it had quite a bit of, like, money on it. Oh, no. So. All right. I kind of put it in my pocket. Kind of? I put it in my you pocket. You don't kind of put it in your pocket. <laughs> I put it in my pocket. You, put it in your, you stole from me, little kid. No, no, Listen. They left it there. Yeah. So, at the time, I'm like, I'm like, why the, why the fuck not? Yeah. So, I put it in my pocket, and then they came back. Yeah. And they're like, did we leave the card in here? I looked at this kid dead in his face. He had to have been like six years old. I said, no, the card's not in here. 
You're savage, dude. Let me tell you. You were savage. I texted my mom 10 minutes later, and I'm like, I feel like a terrible person. <laughs> and she's like, why? And I told her the story. She was like, why would you do that, Nick? No. She's like, she's like, everyone makes mistakes. I'm like, this was a mistake that... I, I physically apologized to her, because I'm like, you raised me better than that. Yeah. And from that day, I, I still feel bad to this day. Of course. And you want to know Why? Because the card is still sitting in my wallet with money on it. No way, I dude. swear to God. No way. I swear. It's over there. you never there. used it? Oh, I've used it a couple times. Wow. I've used it a that couple dude, times. That, that card is just burning a hole in your wallet, man. <laughs> it's blood money at this point. It is. That six-year-old... How old? I don't know. He was young, though. How old were you? I knew better. Yeah, I know. I know that, but like... Probably about... Like how many years ago, do you think? Two. Two? Two. Two years? Maybe three. Like I said, I knew better. You're savage, dude. I looked at the little kid, and I looked at the mother, and I said, I don't know where it is. You're. Is that because you felt guilty that you had had it, and you had took it? Or because you... Because I didn't want to give it back to him. Okay. At least you can be honest about it. Oh. Right? Because sometimes, like, we get into, put into those situations, and we get nervous, because originally we had, like, a, an old, like, a... A ulterior motive and then you're like oh no I'm caught right because there's that two different perspectives of oh I'll hold on to it maybe they'll come back so nobody else takes it oh no there's none of that uh, at least you could be open and honest there was none it. of that there was oh I'm playing games for free tonight terrible yeah fucked up and I felt so awful but it came from it came from and, a, and honestly it ruined my night I'm sure it did Karma. I feel I feel sketchy about fucking talking about it. it it makes me feel uncomfortable good you should feel uncomfortable maybe just... maybe i'm a little uncertain of being a good person then it could be <clears throat> well i mean it's a it's because it's challenging your identity i just don't because like there's it. there's potential judgment from others i don't like it because it's challenging your identity that's yeah. manson's law yeah. so you don't you would avoid what, talking Marilyn about Manson? it no yeah. All right. Anyway, um, is there anything else you want to touch on? I do want to talk about being mundane. Mund- okay. Being bland. Yeah. Being measuring yourself in a way where it's simple. Um, kind of giving up entitlement to like the versus I'm the I'm an amazing person. Yeah. Right. So, be like, oh, sh- striving to have this is going to be the best podcast in the entire world. Mm-hmm. But instead, measuring it to being this is a podcast. Yeah, and I think oftentimes we're always striving to be the best. Of course. And but if we looked at it as a just like a measurement of what it actually is, we would probably actually be able to improve a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can focus on the things that we need to improve on. Yeah. Versus looking at other things and saying I have to be like that. Yeah, you can't you can't compare yourself to somebody else's. Yeah, like us comparing our podcast to Joe Rogan's. Like, why are you even doing that? Yeah, like, look look at his audience and look at our audience. Yeah, and there's just been targets too. You have to know your target. Sure. Like, you you can you can strive to be like that. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you can't get wrapped up in it because mm-hmm. you have to take the small steps to get there. It's not like he just became popular overnight. He was doing it for X amount of years, and then mm-hmm. he started to get bigger. So, 
It's like you can't compare yourself to to anybody like that. I just like the idea of being mundane because it because it's not saying don't just be mundane in in the positive aspects of your life, but also be mundane in the negative aspects of your life. Sure. Right. You're not special because you lived a shitty life. There's you lived right. Like oh, I'm special because my life was so bad. Like okay, there there's like. Eight other billion people have had shitty lives. Yeah, you just lived a life. Yeah, you lived a life. You're putting the, you put that meaning and that <clears throat> certainty of your exactly. life is shitty. Yeah, shitty things happen all the time, but you can still have a, a successful life. Absolutely. Look at literally every person. Look at a lot of sports athletes. All of them. They all lived shitty lives. So it's like you're not special. No. There's there's nothing if, special about you. If anything, capitalize on that. Yeah. And build it because the people that come from nothing, you'll you read it and see it all the time. People come from nothing and people love that. Yeah. Because it's the underdog's story. That, yeah. That's what you, that's not saying that you need to strive for, but that's a lot of these stories. But that, that also helps learn about the failures and the, sh- the, the shitty things that you've gone through and capitalize on those and you'll just tell your story because yeah that's how you identify with people desperation breeds a different animal it does it does when when you have to when you're fighting for your life you'll do anything you can to survive just in general that, that's how it is survival instinct but that's it i i this was a definitely a very deep chapter i guess. i don't want to say deep but like it was very it was heavy there's a lot of stuff yeah there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And we've been going for an hour and 11 minutes. And I just want you guys to know that I love you guys so much that I'm missing playoff football for this. Just know that. I really don't care about football. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll sit here and talk all night. Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen because <laughs> it's going to be over within the next, like, three minutes. Yeah, yeah it is. So. So. Yeah. But I, it was a pretty good chapter. I'm looking forward to finishing it. We only got two more left. Yeah. We're going to three. I think me and Corey are going to sit down one weekend and just back lock and just, like, go crazy because yeah. we do owe it to you guys. We did we didn't miss a lot of weeks. But we're still trying to get this other this other mini-series off the ground here. Still waiting for some people. So. Uh, yeah. We'll probably have to – we'll probably just start – do one for ourselves and – yeah. See if we can get I, anybody I, else on. I think I'm just going to do, um, we'll just go one at a time at this point no, in no particular order. Okay. Because we'll just, we'll just bang them out. Yeah. So, no uh, big deal. But, <clears throat> yeah. It's been real, guys. Yeah. It was a good podcast. Yeah. We got off topic a little bit, but no. Yeah, it was I, good I, stories, though. Yeah. I like the stories. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. That damn turtle float, man. Man, that damn garage door. One almost took a life; the other one didn't. Let's just leave it at that. I. You were not gonna die. I could have died. You were not gonna die. I could have died. Oh my god. F- Franklin was drowning me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? Because I preferred Little Bear to Franklin. Is that what it is? First of all, Little Bear is. Far and away better than Franklin is. Even though Franklin's number two on the list of Nick Jr. shows, Little Bear is number one. You're about to, you just took a deep breath. You're about to say some dumb shit, aren't you? 
What are you going to say? Go ahead. Nothing. Maggie and the Ferocious Beast? No. Uh, dude, he could take off his fucking pepperoni. Time out. Before this podcast ends, you're not going to sit on the other side of this table and say that Maggie and the Ferocious Beast is better than Little Bear or Franklin. I always wanted to eat his fucking pepperoni. What the fuck are you into? <laughs> you can't tell me that he his little red circles? Yeah. What about him? He could take them off. Cool. I always thought they were pepperoni. I was like, yo, that's some big-ass pepperoni. I could go for a fucking <laughs> a big slice. Was that your number one show on Nick Jr.? No. Blue's Clues? I hated Blue's Clues, actually. Okay. It was actually one of my most despised. <laughs> Talk about a fucking arrogant little shit. <laughs> I thought Blue's Clues was so stupid because I was like, this is the easiest fucking show to watch. Like, these kids gotta be stupid. First of all, Steve, the host, was an artist. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Dude, yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Come on. He drew a ch- like a fucking chair and blue, and who doesn't know that he actually drew that? I watched him draw it. No, he didn't. Okay, because I'm not wrong. So, what was the number one show? I'll be honest, I don't really remember. You don't remember? I don't remember. Was it was was Dra- uh, Dragon Tales Nick Jr.? No. No, I don't believe so. Clifford was was on there, right? No. I used to watch Clifford. Okay. Start naming some. I don't remember them all. You had Little Bear Franklin, Blue's Clues. You had Maggie and the Ferocious Beast. You had Max and Ruby. Oh, I like Max and Ruby. I also thought that was... Like uh, Oswald. Oswald. I... Did I like Oswald? I don't know. Um... I'm trying to think of what else was on there. Is Cat Dog on there? No, Cat Dog is not Nick Jr. Corey. I don't know, dude. I don't Hold, know. I'm done with you and this podcast. It's done. It's over with. Okay. Where where can they find you? They can find me at in one of the caves in Pokemon because you're still there after four days. I'm taking my time. It doesn't take four days to get through a cave in Pokemon, Corey. Well, it takes me four days to get through a cave in Pokemon because I want to rank up my Pokemon. Oh my god, I can't deal with you. And they can find me at uh, my Twitch is Faz underscore 18. That's F-A-Z underscore 18. Yep. I now have a fitness TikTok. You can find that at Faz underscore fitness. On the talk skis. On, On the, the shit talk. Ski. The shit talk? Yeah, the shit talk. You don't like TikTok? That's the shit talk. And then, I heard it uh, somewhere. And, uh, that's about it. That's that, it? That's all you can find me at. No Twitter, no Snap, no nothing? Nah, nah. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at dbor2730. Yes. D-B-O-R-2730. Mm-hmm. On Twitch, flip underscore nation. Exactly how it sounds. You can follow the show on so many different platforms. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Well, Twitter's different, but Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Just... Literally everywhere. Pretty much. So just, I don't, I don't so even know like if we're on iHeartRadio. If you don't Radio. have any of those, just... First of all, if you don't have any of those, you're not listening to this. That's true. So, I. and if you are listening, you might as well just subscribe. And if one doesn't work, there's plenty of others. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, like... Just go... Like, f- no excuses. Yeah. No limits. None of that shit. That's it. Come on, man. Just Get with the program. With just go listen to yourself. Yeah. And better your life. Yes. Because right now you're being a jerk if you're not listening. That's fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> Big jerk. 
<laughs> and on Twitter at BH Podcasting if you guys want to follow. Yeah, but, that's um, right. Our guys stay raw. Yeah. Did we come up with raw yet? Did yeah. We Responsible. Responsible? Responsible. Okay, with that being said, guys, we <laughs> appreciate you, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye.